for listening to FYI Stillwater, where you will hear information about your local government you didn't know you need to know straight from the source. Be sure to check out other news and information from the city of Stillwater at stillwater.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Fletcher, Director of Marketing and Public Relations. Today is December 20th, 2018, and my co-host today is Megan Kazak, the Communications Director. Um, So, what are we talking about today, Megan? Well, we're very excited because today's special guest is Stephanie Kinder, and she is the manager of the Stillwater Community Center. So, welcome, Stephanie. Thank you. I appreciate the invite and being here. This is great. You're our first interviewee, and so we're just so excited to talk to you today about um, special events, especially the new online special events guide, and letting people know where they can find it and how they can work with you to plan events. But let's start off with some, some hard facts about the community <laughs> center and events in general. Sure. So this is amazing. 130,000 citizens use the community center every year. It's pretty exciting, Megan. It really is. And, you know, I, I think that's, a, you know, a lot of what we pride ourselves in at the community okay. center is the accessibility that the facility has to our citizens. And I think that number notes that um, it's a lot of fun. You know, we enjoy the people, we enjoy the events. A lot of the, a lot of times, these are one-time events. You know, if you're uh-huh. having a wedding, say you're having a baby shower. What's really neat, though, too, is that we get to see kind of a progression of our um, events. So you may start out with um, a wedding shower, then we have <laughs> the rehearsal go. dinner. And then we'll have the wedding, and then maybe a couple years later, we'll have the baby shower. <laughs> we might have a family reunion. Oh so my it's gosh. really fun to see. We've grown up with a lot of these um, citizens and, and patrons that have used the community center. So oh my gosh. a lot of them um, started off when it was the elementary school. Absolutely. Yeah, my gosh. And so, yeah, 260 programming and special events just in this past year, 2018 alone. Um, that includes park sh- shelter reservations, um, road closures, and other requests. And then the Friday food trucks in tune. So let's hear it. It started in 2014, and it's drawing 20,000 people annually. Annually, isn't that a lot of fun? Yeah. We, we really look forward to this event every year. Um, we like to make a few changes, you know, as it has progressed. And this year, we ha- added the um, the National Night Out in uh-huh. August as part of our um, service organizations, our police, fire, um, you know, participated in that. So we're always looking for opportunities to include other groups, organizations. So as we move forward to next year, hopefully we'll see some, again, some additional changes. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So kind of to loosen this all okay. up, we're going to do a lightning round and we're going to ask you some random, okay. but revealing questions. Oh, are you ready? Ready. All okay, right. Megan? Stephanie, question number one, if you had one free hour each day, how would you use it? I tell you, if it was really nice outside, I probably would be out around Boomer Lake. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't, I'd probably be taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't we all be taking yeah. a nap? Yeah. We need an extra hour of sleep. Absolutely. Okay. And our second question for you, have you seen anything lately that made you smile? I tell you, recently we hosted breakfast uh, with Santa and we had a young lady. She was probably about three years old. She accidentally told Santa the wrong thing that she wanted for oh Christmas. No. And in big alligator tears, she came back up and asked if she could tell Santa, give, give, give herself another opportunity. It was absolutely the sweetest conversation. Santa took care of it all. And I bet you anything, she's going to get that baby doll for Christmas. So Aww. it was just precious. And 
Um, the stress was too much. Oh, right? it was just, it was wonderful. So, oh my goodness, yes. I hear all always people talk about the cutest. They just had the best time at breakfast with Santa and the cutest. Oh, stories. it's just wonderful, oh, so just sweet. wonderful. Okay, and what was the first thing you bought with your own money? Boy, with my own money, you know, I think I loaned my money to my brother. <laughs> you gave a bank loan. I think I gave <laughs> a bank <laughs> loan. Now that I, an investment. We were both <laughs> very proud of that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. grown up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Industrious young Stephanie. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. So today's topic, uh, the reason we bought, brought you here today was we would like to know more about this special events guide. Sure. The uh, guide was adopted by city council earlier this year in part because they wanted a, a friendlier, more transparent uh, process for special events. Even though that we've been doing special events, it's, um, it's something that maybe we needed to look at a little bit, and they've kind of come up with some guidelines and some um, uh, different ways that they wanted us to do it. So we'd really like for you to kind of walk us through that um, and kind of tell us about the... Um, the event guide, which is available on the city's website, right? Absolutely. If you go to the community tab on stillwater.org, and if you look, it's actually the center column, mm-hmm. if, if it comes up on your uh, computer in that order. But if you go to the special event guide, this has been, I think, a lot of fun for us in mm-hmm. learning a lot over the last year um, and kind of streamlining the process. But we also want it to be very thorough, but we want it to be simple. Uh, right. We want, you know, we, we love you know, having these types of events in Stillwater, but we want to make sure, one, that we're handling all the public safety concerns and that we're just making this, you know what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. a simple process, I think, for those users. So definitely, I think the most important thing, um, this is set up as number two, but just getting a hold of the special event coordinator, all of my contact information is listed on the Mm -hmm. website. You can contact me by telephone. Mm -hmm. You can also email me. It's very easy, specialevents at stillwater.org. Um, but I really encourage you just to give me a call. Not every special event requires a permit. Now, for instance, if you were to host something on private property, uh, you wouldn't need a special event, but you may require city, you know, uh, electric service, water service, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That would require a special event permit. So you just want to make sure, give me a call, um, Sometimes it's yeah. very simple. It's just um, a road closure. Maybe it's a parking closure. Maybe it's a cul-de-sac for a, a neighborhood party. So we do all kinds of things, but they it may not necessarily need mm-hmm. the, the full um, process. If that so makes if sense. I was going to hold a like a block party in my uh, community, and uh, or like it, we had a cul-de-sac. Okay. So, but we wasn't going to be asking the city to do anything. Would we need a permit? No. You would not need a permit if you did not need a city a road closure per se. Now, but it's just going to be in the cul-de-sac. In the cul-de-sac. I would recommend closing mm-hmm. your cul-de-sac. Therefore, you would probably mm-hmm. need a road closure request, which would still require mm-hmm. the special event permit application. It's a very simple application. Mm-hmm fill that out and then that just kind of gets the ball rolling as to what is required beyond that in this so, case sherry it's just going to be a road closure mm-hmm. very simple process should take us probably about two weeks to complete um hopefully that answered your mm-hmm. question just well on a, i think people may have a lot of questions about is this um you know public property or is this my neighborhood or you know we're just going to have this event at the park mm-hmm. and uh we don't need a shelter 
you know those type of things as well so basically if this is kind of the guidelines to go by if you're using a street alley sidewalks parks and you are requesting either or traffic control police and fire service access to or using electric service and water service or waste management it will require a special event permit application so that Mm kind of helps you so say you're in uh, a private parking lot, mm-hmm. say Bank First parking lot. Right. We get a lot of requests. They they're very um, friendly business that offers that to organizations. They do not need a special event permit. Now, if it stretches outside of that, and maybe they need uh, parking spots outside um, Bank First parking lot, or maybe they need a street closure. Maybe they're going to be bringing in booths and vendors, and they're going to exceed the space that they have mm-hmm. in that um, parking lot then that is where we would come in and you would require a permit app, you know, to fill yeah. out the application and then go through the process. So if I was going to uh, just kind of take that scenario a sure. little bit further and yes, we're going to have some booths on private property and we're going to be selling stuff, maybe some food. Do I need, what do I need to do at that point? At that point, what we will look at is one, if you have, um, say you just have vendors set up and it's just more of an exhibit space, mm-hmm. uh, you will not be required to, um, to apply for the itinerant merchant licenses. Now, if you have vendors that are selling items, there is a potential. However, Sherry, there are some exceptions to that, and we can walk the customer through mm-hmm. that. Sometimes um, it is required, and in according to you know what is applied in our mm-hmm. ordinances, um, it may not be. So we'll definitely make sure that we uh, we work through all of that. And it happens. We have mm-hmm. um, you know special events that will just have exhibitors show up Mm. nothing's required and then we may have mobile food vendors you may have other vendors that are actually selling items that will be required to so whenever you said at the very beginning the best thing to do is just to contact you because you'll just walk them through it i will walk them through it you bet and it's um like i said it's a pretty simple process i'm able to give you uh kind of an outline and i really like to make lists Mm -hmm. um it's i think it's real easy for all of us to track what is going on so not only I will follow that, but also uh, the event coordinator. And that seems to be pretty easy. And we just kind of check it off mm-hmm. and put done so they know exactly what is required, when it's re- required, and then when it has been submitted and approved and we're good to go. Is, so. is there like an ideal time like that they should call you ahead of time maybe to help start planning these things That's out? That's a really good question, Megan. We have actually set a 90-day lead time. And okay. I think this is real important because... Um, there are some permits outside of what the city can offer, one being uh, permits to serve alcohol. Um, I will tell you that there has been um, some backlog there. So I, want, I would make sure if this is you know, uh, critical to your event, a priority, that I would definitely start at least 90 days in advance. So give me a call. We can get the ball rolling that way. You know what's going to be required, and we can make sure that it's seamless for you and everything is in place. Um, you know, lucky for you if it comes in in 30 days, you know, but I would just make sure that you definitely use that full 90 days to just to make sure everything's in place. Yeah. So let's say that I'm a, okay. um, a, a novice uh, event planner. Okay. And so I'm throwing like a really big wedding or something and I'm needing uh, chairs and a, uh, a bandstand and all, you know, all of the uh, stuff that goes for making an event. Do you help me with that? What I will do is recommend maybe what has worked for us or maybe walk through some ideas. Now, we don't recommend certainly necessarily an individual company, but we will try to direct you, you know, um, 
kind of what best fits your your event, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So, well, if I wanted to borrow some uh, picnic tables, unfortunately, that is not a service we provide, Sherry. It's just electricity, water, uh, waste management, and police and fire. Though the four services that the city of Stillwater will provide, um, but we can help guide you in. You know, there's you can get real creative with some of these um, events and maybe we have things in that area that will work in lieu of maybe having to rent something or, you know, we'll provide some recommendations there. So we like to give kind of help people think outside the box, but I'll tell you a lot of our customers teach us Ah. um, in helping us kind of think outside the box. So we appreciate, and that's, I think that's what's so much fun Mm -hmm. in working with special events. It's just all the ideas that are flying. It's like, Oh, didn't think of that. (laughs) Or, you know, so So is it possible that um, a request for a permit would get denied? You know, I have not experienced that, but Mm -hmm. I would assume that if we um, looked at an event that, uh, maybe post a, a big safety risk. Mm-hmm. Now, what I would like to see is that maybe we find an alternate location or another opportunity for them to still have that event, um, but maybe just not um, in that location. Another one would be if it conflicts with another event that is going on. For instance, I could see if we have um, you know, a large event going on downtown that may require city services. We may not have the manpower to manage, depending upon what it is. So mm-hmm. we do look at that, um, certainly in scheduling those events. Um, but Sherry, off the top of my head, that would be probably the, the major reasons. Yeah. But I, I would like to think that we work through that as we go through the process, maybe find an alternate date, an alternate location. So we'll work real hard not to say. Yeah. Yeah. So are, are there fees involved in uh, this process? There could be. There could be. Um, some of our permits do require, um, one, of, one off the top of my head would be our accessory permits. So, mm-hmm. for instance, um, if you are setting up a number of tents, maybe a stage area, all of those are accessories um, that may require um, a permit fee. And we, can, we will definitely... Um, acknowledge those ahead of time so that you have an idea of what those costs will be mm-hmm. so right now that's one of them off the top of my head now certainly if you are applying for an able license um that would all have to be d- done through the able commission and again those fees would be set um so is there an application uh, fee in general in general there is a special event application that is required for all special events that's kind of like the first thing i would mm-hmm. do Fill out that application, get it to me, and that can kind of get the conversation going. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so you've you've mentioned several times that you know you can work through things, you know how sure. to, how the system works. Uh, how did you gain this knowledge? You know, um, that's a good question, Sherry. You know, I think just through experience. I mean, yeah. just trial and error. And um, so you've been at the community center for a while. I actually have. I just celebrated my 20th year with oh, the city. Oh, congratulations. 20 years and three days. You wow. Know? And when I started <laughs> with the with the community center, we were facilities maintenance. We actually did the maintenance for City Hall, for the community center mm-hmm. and various facilities. So um, I learned a lot, certainly about, you know, um, how all of that worked early so on. So you got all the events coming through using the theater yeah, and, yeah. and the gymnasium. And I ask a lot of questions. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's just um, has just evolved from um, various special events that we put on that we host for the city. We've got Boomer Blast. Uh, we have the Halloween Festival and, you know, all of our holiday events that mm-hmm. we host. So I think it's just a lot of it's just um, 
So you got the dancing. Been here a long time. <laughs> so, so you do everything from fireworks to a daddy-daughter dance to... Um, food trucks. Food trucks. <laughs> you bet. I tell you, special event tab on the City mm-hmm. of Stillwater is an excellent place to go. And if you'll look for the special events organized and presented by the City of Stillwater, we have them listed by month. So you can see what's coming up. And these are our annual events. That the uh, city. At, that the city uh, hosts, you bet. Mm-hmm. Um, anywhere from Dancing with Daddy. You know, we have the Stillwater Trash Off, Household Hazardous Waste Collection, um, Friday Food Trucks, the Arts Festival. Um, you know, the library is so involved in all the events that we do. Of course, Missoula Children's Theater, um, Boomer Blast, which is our Independence Day celebration, Mummy and Sundance, the Halloween Fest. I mean, it just, and all of our holiday events. And then, you know, kind of whatever is incorporated into that, the carriage rides, breakfast with Santa. It's just loads it's just a and loads whole, of fun. It's just a year long Absolutely. with a lot of variety in it. So yes. that's really awesome. Um so, which is your favorite event? I, I, you know, <laughs> I used to have a favorite, Sherry. I don't think uh, I do anymore. You don't. I really do look forward to They're all the like next your event. children, and you can't yeah. pick a favorite. I love, you know, I obviously <laughs> love um, working with the children, but I, I really am always looking forward to the next event. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, what are we going to, What you know, we just, we just got to one-up it yeah. every year, you know, just mm-hmm. one little thing. But I'll tell you, I really do appreciate um everyone that participates in these events i appreciate the suggestions i mm-hmm. appreciate the comments i appreciate the input i love to get people involved um i had a young lady um this year that came and interviewed me about um, dancing with daddy and she provided some input from her perspective she's been attending what now 14 years 14 years and she is just darling and so a lot of what we do mm-hmm. is comes from those that attend these events hey what do you think do you like mm-hmm. this music you know the 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 kind of the routine of events mm-hmm. that happen how could we do it better what would you like it's their event you mm-hmm. know it's we want this to to work for them so yeah the dancing with daddy I, and i have seen it evolve over the year um that it was for little girls and now you know grown women are bringing their you know their father their elderly fathers to the dance i did i had an 80 year old father bring his daughter it was absolutely that precious the they had a great time thing. We, we do have seen this evolved. You know, I have him anywhere from 18 months old um, on up. So it's it's a dance for everyone. And what we tell parents that are um, bringing their little ones, you know, it's really up to you. If you if And they may not last the whole dance. It, it can be a little overwhelming just because it is a full mm. 90 minutes. But, <laughs> you know, we have some that I, I saw one little guy out dancing at my man's son. He danced the whole hour and a half, had a blast. So, it, you know, it's just kind of up to you. We, we just, you know, want it to be your event. Well, thank you so much for coming today. Thank and it's a lot of really good information about special events and, you know, how people can get involved. And as you said, they can find all of this information at stillwater.org under the community tab. Well, thanks again. Yes, thank you so much, Stephanie. Uh, that was just wonderful. So let's see here. I think we're about to segue into our mailbox section. So this is where we're going to talk about... Well, what we um, the city gets a lot of um, email questions, phone mm. calls. People have a lot of questions about what's going on uh, in the world here at the city hall. And uh, so, what we're going to do is we're going to take this time and answer a couple of questions. So, let's Megan, let's start with the first one. Well, yeah. Um, we had several residents who uh, responded to our our social media post about s- 
recycling during the holiday Mm -hmm. season. And one uh, resident asked, you know, can they recycle the tissue paper that, you know, that goes into gifts because Mm -hmm. it was unclear? Yeah. Yeah. And I thought first, I wasn't sure if they were talking about like tissue paper for the gifts or tissue paper, you know, that you find in toiletries or whatnot. So the answer is actually no to all of that. That is actually not recyclable. So they ask you to put that in the trash. But there are plenty of other things that are recyclable um, that you can put in. Um, So how about some questions? Here's here, Sherry. How about I ask you a few and you tell me yes or no. Can you recycle um, ribbons and bows? I'm going to say no. No, they go in your trash cart. Correct. Can you recycle your um those like metal cans you know when you get like the popcorn and stuff yes but most people keep them to put buttons in right yes yes, yes. so you can recycle those, yes, those are because they are metal in. they are metal yeah. we accept metal cans how about wrapping paper i will say yes to paper but it probably if it's got a lot of uh uh, adornments on it or uh, yeah. there's probably some restrictions on yes, it. Yes, it's a, like a trick question almost. So as long as, if it has any of that, is if it's like foil paper or it has any of that shiny or glitter or like plastic elements in the paper, that's not recyclable. If it's just standard regular wrapping paper and you don't have any like you said adornments that can go in your recycling cart yeah great all right so lots to know about recycling yes uh let's go to question number two uh this one's from Braden, and he posted it on twitter he says uh do you maybe want to fix the numerous potholes in town my suggestion would be to fix the one right before the intersection at duck and mcelroy so we don't have to drive on the opposite side of the road so not to destroy our cars so megan well brayden we did reach out to our transportation department and our operations department and so our operations actually confirmed that they are planning to do full depth repairs on multiple locations on duck between hall of fame and mcelroy so um but they are going to try and do some temporary spot patching in the meantime in those areas so yes that is is on our radar it's a busy road that gets a Mm -hmm. lot of traffic a lot of uh, stormwater uh, damage as well so yeah it's a busy road and uh, we've got our eye on it absolutely well we're coming to the close of our first uh, fyi stillwater podcast we want to thank stephanie kinder from the community center for joining us and um, this has been a lot of fun absolutely thanks please feel uh please be sure to tune into our next podcast and just make sure you check stillwater.org and follow us on our social media facebook twitter instagram and linkedin we hope to catch you next time If you have questions for City Hall, email news at stillwater.org and the next podcast, we'll answer a few of them. FYI Stillwater is available on our website at stillwater.org and on Apple Podcasts and iHeartRadio.